I will read from the translation of the new at my site, waldoreedy.com, and comment beginning in Luke 7, verse 1. When he liberally supplied all his statements into the ears of the people. Wow, does Lucas ever write in a fantastic and meaningful and beautiful way. He went into Comfort's Village. You know why he'd go there? That's Capernaum, and that's where he built, uh, as a stonemason, a beautiful, beautiful home. But he never really got to live in it much of it all. Verse 2, one leader of a hundred slaves. You know who a leader of a hundred is? That's a centurion. That's good old Roman leader. Having an infirmity, the slave had an infirmity and was about to decease. Again, Lucas is writing so different from what most of us would have written. And certainly the others didn't write this way. Not even John. He was special to him. Verse 3. When he heard about the originator of rates, he sent praise originator's elders to him to request he come to heal his slave. That's the sigma word, heal. And it means a total healing. Verse 4, they came to originator liberate, strongly urging him, saying, he desires your granting this. Verse 5, he loves our ethnic people. He's favored us, in other words. He built the hall for us. That was like the temple being restored by Herod. Verse 6, the originator liberates went with them. Now when he was not far distant from the home, the leader of a hundred sent friends to him saying, Director, you should not trouble yourself. I am not suitable that you should come under my roof. Neither am I myself deserving to come to you. Instead, you must convey information. My youth will be healed. He referred to his servant as his youth. This is the aetro word or iota word. Verse 8, I am a human placed under authorization. Listen to those words carefully with soldiers under me. So he knew he was under authority and he had those under him who were under his authority. I say to one, proceed, he proceeds. Another, come, he comes. My slave, you must do this. He does it. Verse 9, when the originator liberates heard these statements. Remember, this was not an Israelite. This was a Roman. He marveled at him. After he had turned to the crowd accompanying him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such firm reliance and mighty ones, high-ranking one. What does he mean, firm reliance? Firm reliance, faith, what, what does that believe? What does that have to do with authority? Everything. That's what he was saying. We, as uh, full-blooded, ornery Americans, hate authority. And maybe we should hate some of the authorities that are in position in religious and political ways here in this country. Verse 10, when those who had been sent returned to the home, they found the infirm slave was sound. He was nearing death. He was sound. He subsequently entered a town called Beauty. Many of his pupils in a large crowd went with him. As he approached the town's entrance, you know, when, when you see large crowds following him and you're a religious leader, you hate that and you hate him. As he approached the town's entrance, they carried out a mama's only generated son. That is very sad because 
Um, is this woman was a widow, as we'll see in a minute, who had died. She was a widow, so she had no husband, now no son. A sizable crowd of the town was with her. They were probably weeping and they didn't understand, but they thought all is over. And when the director saw her, he had compassion for her. That's the way Jesus is time after time. He has compassion for us. We are such stupid, ignorant, evil people. And he feels that he is the one to help change us. But we have to seek it from him. And he said to her, you must not weep. Verse 14, after he came up, he touched the bier while those carrying stood still. They waited for him to touch the beer as he reached out. He said, young man, I tell you, you must awaken. Wow, don't say awake. Nobody can wake up the dead. <laughs> they aren't asleep either, right? They've gone to heaven and all that nonsense. All right, verse 15, the lifeless one sat up. Wow, that must have awed the crowd and started to speak. He gave him his mama. Verse 16, reverence gripped all. They honored the mighty one, saying, a great presenter has arisen among us. Yes, much more than a presenter. This is supreme in person, a finite supreme. The mighty one looks after his people. They were completely understanding the love and the purpose of supreme. Verse 17, this disclosure about him went out in all praise originator and the region around. Verse 18, gracious originator's pupils messaged him about all these events. He summoned two of his pupils. Verse 19, sending them to ask the originator liberates. Are you the one to come? Well, he should have already known that. So uh, John was having misgivings. Should we expect another? Well, it was a tough time for John. You know, uh, he was in prison. That's why he was discouraged. Verse 20, well, he was about to lose his head and die, but he needed some help here, and this is what he got. When the men came to him, they said, Gracious originator, the dipper sent us to you to ask you, are you the one to come? He didn't answer that question. Should we expect another? He didn't answer that question. Verse 21, during the same hour, he healed Therapeuto, the towered, I should say, many of the diseases, calamities, because a disease is a disease. A calamity is like you fall and break your arm or something. And evil, timeless ones, that's demons manipulating and controlling people. He gave many sightless to see. Wow, that was fantastic, especially for the sightless. The originator liberates responded to them saying, you must go to message, gracious originator, what you see and hear. Sightless see, immobilized walk, ones with chronic leper have been purified, deaf ones hear, lifeless ones awaken. Dependents have been messaged. Verse 23, anyone not upset with me is happy. <laughs> that was directed right at John, right between the eyes. And I think it helped him smile, too, although he was in dreadful situation there. Verse 24, when Gracious Originator's agents departed, he started to speak to the crowds about Gracious Originator. What has attracted your attention to go out into the remote area? A reed shaken by the airflow? 
Well, hardly. That was a rhetorical question. Verse 25, what did you go out to see? A man natally attired? Well, I hope not, because he was just, you know, plain down-to-earth type of guy. Those in exquisite clothing and existing luxuriously are in palatial estates, not wilderness areas. Verse 26, or as they call it in Nevada, the isolation. What have you gone out to see? A presenter? Oh, yes. Yes, you did. Yes, I tell you, he is more than a presenter. Verse 27, it has been written about him. I will send my agent before your face. He will prepare your ways before you. He was the physical agent that Supreme sent before finite Supreme's face. Verse 28, I tell you, no presenter among women, gestated ones, is greater than gracious originator the dipper. Yet, the least in the mighty one's empire is greater than he is. What was he talking about? Was he talking about heaven or hell? No, he was talking about the mighty one's empire. We don't hear that today, do we? We hear all sorts of nonsense and idiotic statements that have been in all false religions worldwide. Verse 29, all the people heeded. Wow, they really drank that in. The tax collectors who had been dipped, the gracious originators dipping, also regarded mighty one ethical. That's what he was pointing them to. Verse 30, the elitists. Now, here are these religious leaders and educators. Yes, they rejected the mighty one's purpose. That's the way we are today. The educational institutions from universities down to kindergarten are criminally wrong. They are evil. They were not dipped by him. You bet he wouldn't have anything to do with them. Remember the things he said there, if you recall at the uh, outset of his ministry. Verse 31, the director said, how will I portray this generation's humans? Whoa, he didn't have anything good to say. What are they like? Verse 32, they are like you sitting in the marketplace and addressing all others saying, we played the flute for you, you have not danced. You better like our music, even if it is horrible. We mourn for you. You have not wept. Verse 33, gracious originator the dipper has come not eating food and not drinking wine. You say he has a demon. No, you have the demon or demons. Verse 34, the finite human has come eating and drinking. Yeah, and what'd they say? Well, you say the man is a glutton, a wino, a friend of tax collectors. Man, that's evil, isn't it? Tax collecting and those missing the target. That's what they meant. They would use a polite term for what they called, well, we do the same thing too. Whores, prostitutes, we have no kind words, but doesn't it take two to tangle? Verse 35, the wisdom is more ethical than all her children. That is so true. Verse 36, one of the elitists asked him to eat with him. Whoa, this won't turn out well, will it? After he entered the elitist's home, he reclined to eat. See, when they reclined, that, was the, that wasn't just Roman style. That was Roman style, but it was long before that because that's the way uh, Jesus ate with Abraham. Well, he didn't really eat with Abraham. Abraham and his wife prepared the food, but... 
they served them and they watched them as the three of them ate. When a man in the town who had, was one missing the target knew that he reclined to eat in the elitist home. Excuse me, when a woman in the town, did I say a man? Wow, I am really crazy. When a woman in the town who was one missing the target, yeah, aren't we all? Knew that he reclined to eat in the elitist home. She brought an alabaster jar. That is a very expensive jar. And an aromatic balm. That was worth about a year's pay for regular day workers. Verse 38, as she stood beside his feet weeping, she started to rain the tears and, and wipe the hairs of her head on his feet. I'm sorry, I get so moved by what happened there. She treated his feet fondly and smeared an aromatic balm on them. Jesus knew this was because of his death. Whether she knew that or not, she did what she knew was the right and wise and best thing. In verse 39, when the elitist, when this uh, exalted religious guy who had invited him saw it, he said in himself, say he was thinking, and Jesus knew everything he was thinking. If he were a presenter, he would have known who and what kind of woman it was who touches him. Well, aren't we all evil? Catholic, except Jesus. She is one missing the target. Oh, big deal. You're one missing it far worse. Verse 40. It probably take three lifetimes to ever get somebody like that converted. But this woman, she may be in the very first of the immortals in uh, Jesus' return. Verse 40. The originator liberates. I keep calling him Jesus. I should always call him originator liberates because whether you say Jesus in the Greek or Joshua in the old, it means originator liberates. The originator liberates responded to him saying, heard that Simeon, that was his name. I have something to tell you. He said, teacher, you should speak. He should have said, teacher, keep your mouth shut. He didn't understand that he read his mind. Two were debtors to one creditor. One owed 500 denarii. That's like a, a denarii is like a day's pay for a normal worker. That was for centuries. We, we have crazy inflation. We don't know how to live. We have stupid economic ideas. The other 50, that would probably have been about a year's uh, debt. For, it would be pretty hard for most workers to make up something like that. Verse 42, when they had nothing to pay them back, he favored both. What does that mean? You favor somebody who owes you? That means you forgive the debt. Which of them will love him more? Verse 43, Heard responded saying, I suppose one for whom he favored more. What do you mean you suppose? You know that, you wicked, evil man. He said to him, you have scrutinized correctly. How about that? Verse 44. As he turned toward the woman, he said to her, You have noticed this woman. When I entered your home, you gave me no water for my feet. She has rained the tears on my feet and wiped the hairs of her head on them. Verse 45. You showed no fondness. Since I entered, she has not stopped treating my feet fondly. Verse 46, 
you did not smear olive oil on my head. That was a custom to get them water to wash their feet and give them olive oil uh, because of the dusty roads. She has smeared an aromatic balm on my feet. Uh, olive oil is just not an expense at all, but you didn't do it. Consequently, I tell you, her many missings of the target have been disregarded. Oh, they hated to hear that. Religious people don't want to hear about forgiveness. They want people to be unforgiven. Consequently, she loves more. One whom little has been disregarded loves a little. Meaning you, you hypocrite. <laughs> I didn't say that. I added those for your pleasure. 48, he told her, your missings of the target have been disregarded. Verse 49, ones reclining with him began to say among themselves, who is he? He disregards missings of the target. Nobody can do that. Well, verse 50, he said to the woman, your firm reliance has healed you. That's the Sosa word. She was not feeling any problems. This is talking about forgiveness and the beginnings of conversion in her life. Pardon and that she was being converted now. Amazing. Very few people at this moment, although, you know, after Jesus died and uh, they counted from the day he came back to life about 50 days later, there was a group dynamic that began. You will go away with success. What a fabulous time. Well, we, we stopped there for today at the end of Luke 7.